Yo! Being serious for a moment, I mean, I tend to not be serious. I'm always serious. Uh, I'm definitely serious about the fact that I've made a choice, a decision. That is wrong. I'm sitting in the catacombs of camaraderie, or should I say the dungeon of doom, a la my dungeon that is a cellar that is at the bottom of my house that's no wider than one and a half metres by about ten metres. And I'm sitting in the only area, it would seem, that has an echo chamber uh, to the left and right, which means I can hear my own voice somewhat. It's somewhat distracting, so I'm moving down again another step. That's better. It might not be better. When I listen back later, maybe it won't be better. It's funny, I've gone down two steps. It's important to paint a picture of reality. And now I'm at a level low enough to feel cold. Whereas when I was two steps up, it was warm. And that's actually naturally why I went there. Naturally, humans, I, you, me, us all, we go towards the warmth, we go towards the, the heat, the, the connection. But I don't. Now, I do actually, I totally do. Now... I was speaking to my wife this morning because last night it suddenly dawned on me. In fact, there's two things that have dawned on me. In fact, there's three. In fact, there's so many, I don't know where to start. And actually, usually I freak myself out, which in in turn creates some sort of, sort of, uh, I say scientific, but I don't think it's that, some sort of um, magical, that's a nice word, collusion of different feelings inside my body that creates some sort of inertia that comes out of my voice that creates that energy that you hear every day then somewhat something about it drives you to listen more to it it is like a drug my wife this morning said to me that she thinks i'm addicted to coffee and the reason we were talking about that is because i was talking about and let me let me paint this picture i get to the point i've got to the point where I started analysing everything, and I do analyse everything, and actually part of my sort of sort of mental and physical displacement from the universe that we coexist in is that I think I overthink everything. I'm so desperate to understand why that I've got to a point where nothing matters because I circle every day, any thought I have circles back to something, circles back to the beginning again. It's an infinite ending. It's an infinite beginning and every single day is becoming more and more of a chore because it's like, oh, here we go again. I'll be sent down some maze that eventually will end up exactly where I started again, no matter what I do. And of course, what you can do, and I do do, and I definitely do with enthusiasm, is continue every day thinking, here we go, this is likely to be the day that I find the ending that isn't the beginning. Yesterday, I thought to myself, I started to understand, well, I didn't start to understand at all, but I started to think about how to understand, about the mere conception and conception, if that's a better word, um, mere contraption, that would be another word as well, contravention, God, that's another good word, contrary, sorry, I went off on somewhat of a tangent there, going down the contrary-wise, I can amp myself up, I can go down like that, you know I can. But as I was running yesterday, and as I was walking home yesterday, it suddenly dawned on me that the concept of having a voice in your head is something that I've had for at least six years. And when I say in my head, I know we all have that. Again, I need to always 
proclaim my understanding that I am in no position that is in any way different to the assumption of what I believe is everyone else's similar position. But having something in your head that continually talks to you, which I know is me, but yet there's an actual conversation that happens with me, happens every day. And I don't think I'd allow myself to really understand that until I started to hear other people that I've watched on documentaries or talk about voices in their head. And when I say voices in the head, I think I've always just assumed when I've heard that and it's just like brushed off like a wave that certainly doesn't brush because it hits you so hard and almost drowns you, that a voice in your head is literally someone like a devil saying, hello Mills, do this, do that. And I know that isn't the case. Well, it might well be the case. In fact, I'll never know if that isn't the case. Um, but I allowed myself yesterday to think whether or not when people talk about voice in the head, they actually mean what I have or what I hear and, what, and who I talk to in my head. And it's kind of like this constant back and forth between me, the, the, the aware me, and the subconscious me in that, I'll ask myself a question about whether I want to do something or don't do something or think something or be in that humph or try to get out of that humph. And then I'll compute whether or not I believe it would be the right thing to do based on the conscious version of me. And so I let, or I don't let, but I hear the unconscious version telling me things and leading me certain ways. And I do believe the subconscious version of me is the one that actually kicks me off in the morning in certain different moods. Maybe I'm just going crazy. I did have a scary thought yesterday, for the first time I've ever really had a scary thought, in that what happens if, and it certainly didn't help being reminded of the fact that Lise told me this morning that she really does want me to start thinking about whether or not I should get rid of coffee because she feels like it... She, this is where she went. She said, you chase highs, Mills. You're addicted to that caffeine, caffeine high. You're addicted. To, you've always done that with alcohol, drugs as well as a way to get the most of it. You're trying to get the biggest high you can. When I'm in a party, I want to be talking about something really genuinely meaningful that gets a connection with somebody that allows you to get to that point where you actually look at each other in the eyes and you know that actually what you should be doing is crying together about the fact that you both know that actually what you're both saying is merely an invitation to delve deeper into the soul and, and connect around the point that we both know that there is a futility and hence why you should joyfully celebrate that through the art of just holding one another or wanting to cry and want to go deep. And you can only do that with certain people. I've only been able to ever do that with certain people. The believers, the knowers, the, the madmen. But I thought yesterday, it's like this... Well, I thought yesterday, and it was backed up this morning, by Lisa saying that she is, you know, she knows I've been in this hump for she put. I thought it was a good word for six years. Six years of constantly searching for something. For find, she calls it happiness. I don't think it's happiness. It's just, it's just an understanding as to why. And I think when you admit that to yourself, it's quite a powerful thing, but it's also an actual scary thing. And the scary thing was yesterday that I, I purposely put myself in a position of pain. So I decided to go on a run. I did 16, 16 miles. The day was glorious. And I knew I was super hungry. But I knew that the, the feeling of being completely destroyed as a human in terms of physically 
about being running on empty quite literally would take me to that magical moment where you get when you do any sort of ultra run or any sort of endurance run where you are you're running low your mind starts to contoil and turn and and corrupt in many ways and it's at that point that you're able to embrace that feeling knowing full well that actually there are ways to solve it through continuing to push through to eventually allowing yourself to nourish yourself and actually you get a kick of knowing that you were able to get through something but on that same on that run yesterday and the day was so glorious the sun was so strong the energy was so low but i knew that you know addicted now not addicted now in fact i wasn't thinking i was addicted yesterday i'm not even thinking i'm addicted now but what i knew that every run was like potentially cutting away at the body and taking away some of the some of the body and getting tighter and closer to a connection with the soul and although that seems somewhat whack and you could argue it is actually that is what i do when i do that and I, it's important to admit that to yourself that that kind of connection a connection of carnations a connection with with me is what i fucking need to understand anyway while i was doing that i suddenly thought to myself as i well i didn't think to myself but i was talking to myself and i was here hearing the subconscious me telling me and, and saying wait a sec for the first time in a long time i suddenly realized that um, that was a bit of an emotional charge then, wasn't it? That's quite nice to actually feel. And I had a connection. It was like, what happens if this continues? What happens if I can't get out of this hump? And once you start to worry that you can't get out of a hump, don't worry, I got myself out of that, you start to allow yourself to understand what the future could be. And that future doesn't look good because it's an unescapable future only leads to more darkness and the light slowly slowly disappears so you have to find you have to i think you have to own up which i did do to myself that that is an inevitable pathway based on the six years prior you have to believe that in many ways i don't feel better now than i did before although I've changed so many different things about me. Now, you could argue, and I would argue, but I would argue against rather than for, and Lisa's trying to argue for, um, that you need to make more changes. So coffee, perhaps, Lisa thinks, is convinced that I need to get rid of the high highs because of the inevitable lows that drop from a high and take you low. As a scientific experiment, I believe that's true. But to not... To live, I like living on the moon as opposed to the earth. And to live on the earth is a scary place to be if you don't think, if you don't feel your infrastructure, your cosmetic insides are, have been developed to appreciate that. I feel like I have conditioned myself through the art of only knowing how to crave the exceptional high to only know how to live in that space which is why there'll be almost no chance i won't get another coffee straight after this it's why if i am to smoke weed i'm able to go into places now funny enough about the weed thing is that because i have a lot of people have talked to me about this since you know i've been talking about it as well and that's good that's what i love connection deep connection wonderful it gives me energy it gives me heat it gives me feelings 
And for many people, they talk about the fact that it doesn't make you creative. I get that. And actually, I don't know if I get that, but they told me that they, that it doesn't make you creative, that if anything, it reduces creativity. And I allow myself to believe that they're right because they told me it. And then I'm telling you now that I believe it, but I don't know if I believe it. I just know that I believe that they believe it and hence I believe it. But when I do think about believing it, I don't believe it, but I do know that it escape, it's an escape pod. There's no doubt that just like that sip of beer or like that that smoke of some weed it takes you somewhere and for me it takes me to a place of like calm of like embalmed in a sort of protection and now that's not at the same time I 100% know that that's a futile endeavor and that's not going to get me to a higher place so that's why I'm excited by the whole concept of talking through this stuff very openly is that to me (laughs) Uh, and to you if you're listening, uh, is to, I don't know why I keep saying if you're listening, it's probably some sort of reassuring gesture to myself to sort of acknowledge that actually I'm a nothing. And uh, that is obviously backed up by the fact that almost nobody actually generally does listen to it. Um, And that's a powerful thing to admit as well to yourself because that parallels to my work, whereby if I was to actually leave today when I talk to Kath at five o'clock to six o'clock, the reality, the sad but wonderful reality is that I would be missed, but I wouldn't be missed. And when you start to question that sort of where, whether or not you're missed for anything, you, you do wonder whether or not what is, you do just wonder. In many ways, I'm kind of very excited by this, the, the, the scared nature of where I'm actually at in some ways in that. I feel like the nice thing for me, the lucky thing for me, and the the thing that I'm so grateful for is this. Because I've thought to myself last night, if I was to sit down and tell people, my friends, what I'm thinking, my my compatriots, my therapists, there's no real way, unfortunately, that anyone can actually really genuinely help. Because it's not, it's almost like in them trying to help, it almost is... I know it's not going to help. So I don't need to burden anyone or even, it's not even a burden. I don't even need to waste the time. I don't even need to not waste their time. <clears throat> it's just that I think I'm ev- evolving as a human and understanding that this is just life. And when you understand that pain and darkness and sadness and, un- and hope and fear and all that is part of the package, actually, perhaps I should be grateful that I'm in a place where if I'm able to understand how to enhance the downs with, with actually getting something out of the downs, that in itself is a powerful thing. So I don't mean let me enhance out of the down to get back to the up, but actually let me understand and go into the darkness in order to embrace the darkness to find out what the solution possibly is because maybe I've been looking in the highs. The highs for me are my, my are where I get my my energy, my excitement today. They're my like that's my orgasm of life. That is just like the wow. You can't live in that orgasm. We all know. But perhaps I've been mining in the long wrong place. That is an inevitable I've got. We all know I've got that. You know you've got that. You can find your highs. They're easy to find. But yesterday I think it was powerful for me to look back at why it was, because I don't know why, it wasn't even the subconscious, yesterday the subconscious didn't tell me, the conscious had told me to actually go running and to embrace pain, to embrace that feeling of feeling low, and it's a wonderful thing, 16 miles, 7 miles in I was gone, I hadn't eaten enough, the calories were low, you know, I I know how this all works with running and the body, but I was in a wonderfully bad place, I was 
two hours from home based on the speed I was walking and running. And I was far away from everyone, anyone. And it was just amazing because I was just in the sludge. It was just like, it was actually like, it was in many ways throwing me around like a wave machine. But it was so static at the same time. It's a wonderful place to be. But I don't think I really realised how powerful it was until I've just told you and me just now. I don't know. I mean, look, I don't... To me, all this makes sense. To me, all this makes a lot of sense because it's kind of quite incredible, really, because it's an awakening of the soul. It's an awakening of the, of the reality. The more I talk about, the more I talk to myself about it, the more I enjoy it. I enjoy my own company. Lise talked to me this morning, actually, about... I don't really do anything, and I think I understand that now. And I don't know why if that's something that was... That's obviously something that's been conditioned into me from the beginning. I'm not really, you know, I, I, I looked at a friend's picture of friends' houses the other day and they were incredible. And I think to myself, and I came back and I was like, bloody hell, why? In my head, I'm like, it wasn't why don't I have a house like that? It was why don't I want to have a house like that, even though I'm being told by my subconscious that I want the acknowledgement of having a house like that. Like, I don't want anything, actually, I don't have anything. I'm sitting again in my dungeon of doom. I'm, I'm most happiest when I'm actually talking now. As soon as I press the button of this plug, I'm in a place that, for me, feels like I associate and, and understand it. I, I find it harder and harder to comprehend how to... I don't know how to, I see life in a different way now. When I'm down here, I'm sort of protected. I think it's when I go into the sad music, when I go into, if I was to go into drinking a beer, if I was to go into smoking, if I go into take any other sort of drugs, I would go into a space where I'm able to kind of just be. And I think the nice thing is, is that I'm able to go deeper into the, the Mills universe. Talking to a mate, Claire, actually, you know, the, the fabled Claire. And she was uh, saying amazing, got me thinking even deeper about how just like the infinite, the infinite deepness of the mind, you could keep going into it. And actually, I think for most people, for, they skit around the surface of it as opposed to going truly into, into yourself. And that's what I'm trying to do. But I think I'm just sort of, it's hard to go into yourself and then have to get back out of yourself in time to be able to then sort of be around other human beings in the same way I, I it didn't help certainly yesterday or it maybe it did help in that you know it just so happened that joe rogan was talking to i can't remember his name there's a guy that looks like brian cox if that's his name from blur but actually he's not him it's the guy that does all the science and the space talk incredible human being anyway him and joe rogan talked and i listened for two hours of as much as i could handle talking about the infinite universes and how there's 11 trillion I think 11 trillion galaxies of which the Milky Way is... It was something bizarre. I mean, it doesn't really matter because the numbers were so fucking obsolutely huge that even if I... I'll just make something what I remember hearing. It was something like, we're in a galaxy of which there's a thousand, I don't know, billion galaxies in the Milky Way and then something like this, and the, or the Milky Way is a galaxy, I don't know. And then there's 11 trillion other galaxies that contain 20 billion... Other, anyway, the... Just the, the... Listening to them talking about the abstracted universe, it was just like, fucking hell, that's insane. But yet, internally, I think you can go even more insane. 
Anyway, right, that's enough of that because I think I've bloody I have I've enjoyed being quite abstract. But enjoy in gra- like if you're thinking now, fucking hell, what is this total moron talking about? Then that's fine because I've been on a journey of six years where. I am starting to develop a narrative about what it is that I've been going through and and preparing myself to go deeper and go further into it and to embrace the voice, embrace the connection with with a darker side of of human nature in order to see if there is gold there. Feels kind of contradictory in many ways to to feel like you'll find a happiness within a darkness, but I think there could be something there. I think that's I think that's it. That's that's the that's the wow. If you allow yourself to go to a place of darkness, you're going to discover a lot of new things, and that's going to make me into something different. That's going to change me. It is crazy, isn't it? Like I have to say, without a shadow of a doubt, I think I spent a lot of my life, all my life, thinking that I am something I'm not. I thinking that I thinking thinking that I thought others thought I'm something that I am. <laughs> so I thought I'm something that I'm not and I think I thought others thought I'm something that I am. But yeah, I'm not either of the two things. I'm just basically a little guy. Who I just don't I don't know. I don't have it feels particular this is not a downer one by the way today I know that I can even the way I'm sitting I'm sitting back I'm kind of surmising more I've just I'm I'm intrigued by what I'm learning about myself I'm intrigued by by allowing myself to to be something. Now, what I don't want is to be a burden on anyone. I don't want to be a burden on Lisa. I don't want to be a burden on my friends. So I don't want... So I don't... Because in some ways, I feel like shitting hell. But the other ways, I think, wow, you've woken up. You've actually woken up. And the other half of me thinks you... Who gives a shit? Now... I will. I would love to. I'm going to go and make... This is what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. So this is now, you know, I've had my time now downstairs. I've really enjoyed this. You know, if I had a radio station, I'd be talking about this all the time, and I would. And, you know, why do I embrace it? Well, I'll tell you what. I've had, I've had conversations where... I've already had conversations where with myself. And I don't mean... This is actually with my conscious self, where I've, I've played out like someone saying to me, yeah, you shouldn't. You, yeah, it's probably my wife telling me this. You sound like an idiot talking on the blog. You sound like this. You sound. I don't, I don't know if she would say that. She wouldn't get this far into it anyway, ever. So. And I have often thought to myself, what would I, what would my reply be? And like you know, it wouldn't. It would be one of listening to work her point of view. But the reality would be, for me not to be able to speak openly to myself like this and to explore what I'm actually thinking would be a lie to myself and would be to actually paper over and to sort of zone out or to numb the reality of what I personally feel. doesn't mean that I'm right and she's wrong and she's happy and I'm unhappy. It means that I... you know, in giving myself six years of continually structuring my day to try to think deeper and try to analyse anything I do, I feel like I've opened up a lot of neuro- neurotic, you could say, doors and pathways to new thinkings and new connections, which I do also think allows me to be much more emotional and much more emotionally aware of things. Hmm. 
Don't know if this makes sense. Do know that I don't actually care if it makes sense or not. I know that it's made me feel somewhat exhilarated about life. And you know what? Simple things like knowing that if I put, I've actually got two different shoes on again. I just looked down. I realized I've got my Nikes on my left and my fluorescent Nikes on my right. It feels good. Anyway, I'm going to change into another pair of Nikes and I'm just going to walk to work and just listen to myself. And knowing that's going to burn off a good 700 calories, it's about seven, eight miles. And I'm going to spend the day listening to listening to my... I told, Lise told me that she wants me to speak to Kath today. Kath is the most, one of the most incredible women, humans, doesn't matter that she's a woman. It's the matter that she's a caring human being and extremely experienced in business. And life, I think, is more to the point. And I'm just going to sit with her at the end of the day because I have my me and her catch-up, which I've always managed to avoid because I know that if I don't have it, she'll get me to speak. And Lee said that she wants me to speak to her today. And I think I have to be honest to myself in that I'm living a lie. I'm living a lie that could very soon damage my relationship or damage... I, I need to do things that make us two do so well. I'm so proud of us. Two. I care so much about us two, but I don't care in the slightest. Read into that what you will, and Lisa understood it because I uh, she understood it because I kept on reaffirming the point. I do care, but I just don't care. And I feel like enough's enough. I've tortured myself enough. I've tortured myself every day in the belief that today is the night. I've lit that flame again only for it to go out again. I lit the flame again only again. And it's been six years of light and flame. And I, I, my drive has kept, my drive to have the drive has kept going. The gears have kept on toiling. But I've got to fucking wake up. Woo now, I don't want you to think I'm in a bad mood or in a low mood or in a dark mood. I'm in, I'm in a thinking mood. I'm in a positive mood. I'm in a positively negative mood. I'm not even negative. I'm just in, I'm deep thinking, interstitial thinking. So I'm going to walk and I'm going to stop and a coffee. And I'm going to try and get rid of some of the stuff that's in, you know, I'm a bit overwhelmed by life right now. There's a lot of messages I haven't replied to. There's a lot of people. And my, one of my problems with WhatsApp is that an answer to a WhatsApp creates a new conversation. It's very if someone asks you a question, it would be ridiculously rude for not you to answer it and, of course, ask back. And I do want to know. But the reality is I don't want to know right now. I haven't got the capacity to deal with myself right now, let alone deal with others. So, But I need to get rid of that stuff and then I need to turn those things off and then stop creating so much anxiety in my own universe. Woohoo! I am actually excited about today. You know, these little things are like, oh, God, there's a chance we might have a steak tonight. That would just be nice, that little bit of taste. Mmm, then I feel good. And maybe what I'll do is, and I thought this, I'll take my, if I can be bothered to pack my bag, which I hate doing, but I'll take my bag and I will take my running stuff so I can run back. And that'll be a 15 miles again I'll have done today. So that'll be three days in a row of 15 miles. And that's a nice extreme, which is good. You know what was really nice yesterday? My coach, Sam, I fucking love him. We're back together again. And he sent me a lovely voice message just saying, like, he could see, because he can see my training. Even if I don't tell him I'm doing it, he can see I do it because it automatically syncs to something he's got. And he's just like, big man, I know, I love it when he calls me big man. And he's like, be careful, I can see you going all in again. Like, you've gone from zero running to up to like 15 miles a day. Like, I know you like the extremes, so just please be careful. And he's right to be careful, because I do need to be careful. I need to be careful about a lot of things I'm doing right now. Right, see you later. Love you all. Peace out. Respect. You got to the end of this. Thank you. And I hope it helped. I hope it helped. I, if anything, I hope it's entertaining at the very least. Bye.